Welcome to the We Are SE podcast. This is Eric McKinney. Uh, we're we're going to be joined by a couple guests today, but right off the bat, we're going to bring in new USC offensive line commitment, Andrew Millick. Uh, Andrew, thanks for taking the time to, to join us today. Yeah, no problem. Happy to be there. Thank you for having me. So we'll just jump it right into it with you. The, the, commit, the recent commitment to USC, but let's go back a little bit. What was your first interaction with USC, with the coaching staff dur- during this whole recruiting process with them? Yeah, so, I mean, a couple weeks ago, I got a phone call, and um, it was Coach Stefano in the OC, Coach Harold, and, um, I, I mean, I got I got a chance to talk to them on the phone, and they said, hey, uh, we got a chance to see your film, and, you know, I, we, we like you, and, uh, I mean, I was, I was really surprised. I, was really, I wasn't really expecting to get a phone call from them at all. I was planning on going to the camp and getting a chance to compete, but... I mean, and show them like what kind of athlete I was and who I was as a person. But they uh, they pulled the trigger and gave me an offer, which I was super excited about. It was a great, it was a great day. So they offered you on the phone then, or they offered you at the camp? Uh, they offered me on the phone. Okay. So the the USC offer comes in. Where is that in the timeline for you? Is that one of the, the first offers you get, or, or did you sort of build up? I, I know you have Boise State, Colorado, Colorado State, but when did that USC offer come in for you? Yeah, so that was my last offer. So I uh, so that lead it up to my last one. Yeah, so I had a I had about I had about ten offers right now, and that was my eleventh. So yeah, it was like my my very last offer. So. And when that comes in, are you immediately thinking, hey, this is probably where I'm going to go? Or where, where is your mind in terms of turning those offers into, you know, now I'm ready to commit or now I'm even thinking about committing to a school? So, I mean, I, I wanted to look at the school from like a educational standpoint first. Like, is this a good school for academics, you know? So, I mean, I, I, one of the reasons I decided to the camp after I got offered was I wanted to see what. USC was all about you know I wanted to see I wanted to get a chance to meet the coaches I wanted a chance to just see campus and um, when I got to when I got to see that I was like man you know this is close to home one of the, their main motto is faith family football which is I was all about and their academics it was one of the top institutions in the country and once I got to see that I was like man I feel like this is the place for me you know can you try to to go back a little bit before that visit. What did you know initially of USC? It's always kind of interesting to, to hear, you know, recruits that don't grow up in Los Angeles or down the street from USC, kind of what they knew of the school before they really started diving in and, and visiting and doing research. Yeah, so um, when I, what I knew before was they're a really storied program. You had really great athletes that went through there. You know, they always, they always had really great coaching. And um, I know USC was really hard to get in. So I knew, man, getting off right, this is, this is a big deal. Yeah. Okay. So these elite camps have been interesting this summer where USC coaches can invite sort of a, a small handful of guys at their position. So it's not a camp where there are, you know, 200 wide receivers all fighting for, for reps. Um, you get a chance where, where there's a, a really sort of slim down roster at each position. Can you take us through a little bit of, of what that camp was like? Just sort of a, a first kind of a play-by-play of what you were asked to do and, and how it went and 
where you went from. I know there was some film and some on-field stuff and, and that sort of thing, but then also just kind of the, the feeling of being at, at a camp like that. Yeah, so one of the main purposes of, of uh, that camp was they wanted to portray what it was really like to be a Trojan. So, um, you know, they had film in the early, early, top, early part of the camp. So we got there, we signed in, and then we were immediately to the meeting room to talk with the head coach. And, uh, yeah, and he, he just explained to us, like, this, this camp, this is what it's going to – this camp portrays what it's like to be a Trojan football player. Had you experienced anything like that before at, at other camps, or, or what was your – what was your feeling going through that and getting that experience? Just kind of curious how, how this, uh, what, what kind of impact these sorts of camps are, are making on recruits? Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was really impressed. I mean, they had great structure. They knew right away. Okay. This is, this is what we're going to do. Like, m like minute by minute, this is, this is what's going to happen. So, I mean, I thought it was a great experience for me overall. I mean, I got, I got a chance to, be a Trojan football player without signing with them. And it really uh, sealed the deal for me. What was your impression of offensive line coach, Tim Drevno? Man, I got a chance to see his heart and how he coached. And um, I mean, he was really passionate about the game. He, he really was just, uh, he had a great heart. And that's something that I really pay attention to. Like, this is coach. Is he a good coach? I mean, I got a chance to, listen to what he had to say and he gave me good pointers about what I need to fix about my technique and I, I felt like it was a it was a really great experience for me I got I, I'm happy I had a chance to meet him can you go into a little bit of sort of what your strengths and weaknesses are as, as an offensive line both what you feel and sort of what he was trying to coach up what he was impressed by and what he was sort of you know hey we'll we'll work on this a little bit we'll, we'll get this down going forward yeah, so I mean, he saw some of my strengths. Um, I was coachable. Um, I was passionate. I worked hard, and I was competitive. I feel like those are the I mean, those are the main things that I wanted to bring to the table when I went to the camp. But uh, some weaknesses that he saw was that I was, uh, you know, as a lot of O linemen are in high school, so the technique and the mind part of the game I still need to work on. And um, so, yeah, I mean. I think the main point was that he wanted to see, all right, is this kid going to work hard? Is he going to be coachable? You know, and I feel like I, I showed that. And then at what point during this are you starting to, you know, topple a little bit towards, yeah, I'm ready to commit. Was there something that kind of crystallized for you or, or um, you know, a, a reason that you decided I'm ready now, I'm ready to commit? Yeah. So I, again, back to what I said, I was like, man, this, it's an hour flight and it's a five to six hour drive. I thought that was great. My family could come and see me. Um, it wasn't too far away to where I wouldn't be able to go home on days that I was off. You know, I, I could go home. And uh, another thing too, uh, the academics, I mean, again, it's one of the top institutions in the country. And if you want to have connections on the West side of the country, USC is the place. And uh, another thing too, man, I mean, they have a lot of support from from alumni, and I thought that was great. Um, I mean, the I, another thing too was I felt at home. You know, I didn't feel like, oh man, this is gonna be a hard place for me to fit in. No, I was, I was, I felt like I belonged, and I, I, that was a big thing for me. Is it is there any 
Could so I, actually before we do that, um, what? How did you commit? What? What did you? I, I mean, what was that process like for you? Yeah. So I mean, I that about the night after I was just talking to my parents, and I said, "Man, I, I really feel like USC is the place for me. I want to commit here." And you know, we had a conversation. You know, just to be like, "Is this really what you want to do?" And I was like, "Yes, what I want to do." So. I was like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull the trigger. And I went and called Coach Drevno. And his reaction? I mean, yeah, he was, he was happy. He was really excited to work with me. And, you know, I, I, was, I felt happy that I, I pulled the trigger because I really felt good about USC. So looking at the, the 2020 recruits, uh, the, there's always a question of how much are you guys maybe influenced by you know, last year's five and seven record. And then, uh, you know, so much offseason chatter about head coach Clay Helton and his, you know, long-term status at USC. Where, where do concerns or questions like that come into play if, if they come into play at all um, for, for you guys as recruits in this class? I mean, for me personally, I have no concerns. I mean, these, I got a chance to meet these coaches and I got to see how they work on the field and I got to see their love for the game and, they are organized and they know what they're doing. I mean, I really have no concerns. Can you go back a little bit? The, the start of your football career, what, how, when you started playing, um, what was it always, you know, offensive line for you or, or when did that kind of click? I mean, I, I'm assuming by your size, it, it wasn't something where you started out at running back or anything like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I started in sixth grade, uh, just started right at, tackle football um <laughs> funny thing so uh, my sixth grade year I played O-line but then my seventh and eighth grade year I was I was pretty uh I was fast and for my size I was pretty fast so they put me at tailback and, okay so uh, it was running back I gotta say I gotta say I was I was pretty unstoppable at, at 6'4 260 <laughs> I was I was a force to be reckoned with <laughs> So how much yeah. did Mike Jinks fight for you at the running back uh, position in this last camp or just stuck with, stuck with offensive line? No, no, no. I stuck with offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So right now you, your size and the size of the other offensive line commitments recently, it, it's all sort of in that, you know, 6'5 to 6'7 range and everybody's sort of pushing 300 pounds. Is that something where you – you feel like the USC coaches, maybe they've, they've said it or implied it where they're saying this is what, you know, this is kind of the size we want our off offensive linemen to look like? Or is this something where it just that, that's kind of the way it happens with, you know, the, the West region offensive linemen this year? You know, I really have no clue. I mean, I mean for me, I, I'm just trying – I was just trying to figure out – I think they're just trying to figure out which athletes will fit in their program, you know. Uh, I feel like they have the people they're going for, you know, but uh, I feel like the, the main point of where going to the camp was to see these guys work hard, are they competitive, do they want to, do they love the game of football, you know? Sure. Did you get a chance to, to spend time or, or did you meet the the other two, Joey Wright and, and Andres work the, the other two offensive tackle commits? Yeah, I got to meet Andre. Um, he, he's a, he's a really good athlete. I mean, I got a chance to work with him when we were doing indie drills and, I feel like he he's going to be a really good asset for USC, and I'm, I'm I'm really excited to work with him. Did the coaches talk about you know how many offensive linemen they want in this class? It doesn't feel like it's going to be 
a class with huge numbers, but obviously there, there's been a ton of uh, attention paid to filling up early with, with offensive linemen, at least getting guys kind of committed and, and in this class. Well, um, I'm not sure. I mean, I know like there's been a, a lot of linemen commits, but uh, I'm not sure. I mean, my guess is probably four or five, maybe, maybe it could be more. It just depends on what they need, you know? Sure. Okay. And then last thing for you, just going forward, how, how do you see um, both on the field and off the field, the, the season playing out for you, what are kind of goals for you uh, individually and, and with your team? And then also for recruiting, how do you see it kind of playing out, um, you know, say a, a, a flood of new offers come in this fall or, or anything like that for you? Yeah. I mean, so like as of now from recruiting, it's, it's, it's over, you know, uh, I mean, I, I committed and I'm committed to USC and I'm, and I'm planning on signing with them in December. Okay. And then on, on the field, any any kind of, you know, goals, you know, anything that you want to hit? I know for offensive linemen, it's tough to put numbers together individually, but, um, that you know, things you're working on, things you want to strive for this fall. Yeah, so my, my last season is coming up, and I'm really just focusing on just in the weight room and, you know, just working on – leading by example and you know we were having that good camaraderie with my teammates you know I'm just you know this is the last time I'm gonna be able to play with them and you know I want to make it count you know I want to just make it yeah make it count for my last year okay all right I, I really appreciate the time that was Andrew Millick uh one of the new offensive line commitments for the USC Trojan for the USC Trojans Andrew thanks so much for joining me thank you for having me all right, we're going to bring in now another recent offensive tackle commitment for USC, Joey Wright. Joey, thanks for taking the time to, to join us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's jump into it. I want to go back a few years for you. Can, can you take us to your path into football, where, where you got started and, and how you've kind of gone from, from there to where you are now? Well, it started my freshman year working out with a varsity team doing the summer weights program that we had installed. And then leading up to the season, I played JV my freshman year. And going into JV, I played a little bit of defense. And they felt that that was my position then. And then going into my my varsity year, my sophomore year, it kind of just led over to the offensive line and they developed me into the person I am today so I really appreciate coach Howron and his staff for developing me and being able to get me to this position what did they see what was it about about your game or frame or anything like that where they said no this is an offensive lineman let's make that flip um I don't know off the off the top of my head of course I never really decided to ask my coach but he I just believe he saw that I could be explosive off the ball and just open up holes for our running back is that do, do you miss kind of playing defensive line or is this something where you've settled in on the offensive line and that's something that really fits you definitely something that I've uh, gotten used to and it's starting to grow on me because my freshman year I really had a passion for defense and then going into my sophomore year the O-line started to grow on me and it made me 
the person I am today. What was your what What's your recruiting process been like? Go, going back and, and stopping just before the the USC commitment. When when did that first offer come in? Who was it from? And then how did things progress from there? Um. So my first offer was from the University of Nevada Reno, and I believe that was my sophomore year in um our like spring ball program I believe and ever since then it kind of just started progressing from there um getting an offer my second offer from ASU at the SAC Bay camp and not being a hundred percent sure about it and a little bit of confusion both ways but like I said, when I posted it, that is my true second offer. And then uh, going through all that, it it just started to progress and really started to explode from there. What were your thoughts when, when that first one came in and then your second one being a, a Pac-12 offer? It's it's not like you, you know, put together a, a bunch of sort of lower level ones. I mean, that that's kind of diving straight into things. Well, it was just, I it was speechless, like, I did, I was I was like I said speechless how I am now because it's so <laughs> surreal that I am committed to USC which is a high ranked school but not only that I just thanked everybody and thanked um, the man up above of course for blessing me with this process and being able to get to the next level and being able to get one step closer to my goal of playing in the NFL. Can you walk us through a little bit the, the USC uh, contact and, and conversation and how that, how that started? Yes. Yeah, so it started, I want to say, a couple months ago. Um, I was on Instagram, believe it or not, and coach Lenny Vandermate DM'd me and I don't I don't think he had like the my Twitter account to actually contact me from there I was kind of shocked that he contacted me through Instagram but it started to progress from there where he was talking to me every day making sure I was seeing better and we had a set date that I would be there for that elite camp that I just recently went to and from that point on until the offer was extended to me, he's just been a tremendous help. And that that continuous help just made me feel loved, which felt nice. And also the love that he showed to my family because it wasn't just me that got the love. It was also my family. And I believe family is really important. And it also wasn't just Lenny. It was a couple other coaches that would talk to my sister, talk to my mom, talk to my stepdad, talk to my dad. It was about like three coaches every day or every other day saying, how's your day? And the res the amount of love that I got from them was really, really overwhelming to the point where it felt it felt really right to me at the same time. Okay. And then where does the offer come in? How, how was that extended to you and, and how was that received by you? 
uh, received, I want to say, a couple weeks ago or maybe a little bit over a month. I was on the phone and they said that I, Coach Helton, wanted to talk to me. And we got on the phone and chat, chatted a little bit about um, USC. And then he extended the offer. And just while I was in that middle of the conversation, I kind of had to mute my phone. And I I just let out a whole bunch of joy, which is <laughs> – because USC is one of my gym schools. It's one of the places I looked at when I was younger and one of the places my dad really emphasized on me. And then the thought process that you had and how you carried out from that point to eventually making the decision to commit, what, what, was, what went into all that and why were you at that point comfortable going, going ahead and announcing that? Well, the main thing that I believe well there's two main things that I believe that really pushed me wanting to commit here was the love first was the amount of love going back to what I said the coaches contacting my mom my dad my sister literally anybody you can think of in my family that they had a number for they would contact and reach out to them and it was it was just an overwhelming sensation of love and it it just felt right like they were going to take care of me and my second thing was when we went to the elite camp we got a chance as a family my um, immediate family to sit down with coach Helton and discuss about what it is to be a Trojan how things are going to work here and not only that he just went through everything that I felt that I needed to know that a place is right. And I believe my family had their own set desires for a certain school and they got all that cleared too. So I think those were the two major things that really hit home for me to commit. Did they go over, I know the, the elite camps are kind of a unique thing that they're doing where you get sort of a, a day in the life of what it would be like, you know, to, to be on the roster there and go through a practice and all that. What, what were some things about um, the elite camp experience that, that maybe you hung on to or remember or that really stood out to you? One of the things that I really like took to heart about the elite camp was coach Trevino's coaching it's it's really intense he truly does want you to be better and I can see that because when he's coaching he'll sit there and ask you questions and then you have to repeat it just so he knows that you're engaged because when you get out there it's just intense flying around and um you want to cut out the little mistakes and I believe that was like one of the big impacts that that elite camp had on me. Did he specifically give you feedback on, on what he liked about you, why you ended up, you know, so high on their radar and, and someone that they want to bring in in this class? Um, I honestly can't remember off the top of my head, but if I had to say one reason why they would um, – 
like me and want want me to be so high on their rosters just because of my athleticism and explosiveness. Okay, and we saw a little bit about that, a little bit of that recently. The the kind of dunk montage that that you just put out. Are are you still playing basketball? Is that something that that is in the plans here? Yeah, I actually won't be able to because uh, going into my senior year, it's just going to have way too much conflict with football. So I'm solely on football now. Okay. Um, going forward, how, how do you plan to handle uh, the, the rest of the recruiting process? I mean, we certainly know that a commitment, once a commitment's made, other schools aren't going to back off. Um, and more offers could come in. Do you, do you see sort of a plan for you in, in handling this going forward through, throughout the fall? Yes. Um, it's, it's, I respect all the coaches that are giving me this opportunity. I, I believe that you should give them the respect, of course, because this is um, after you commit, still give them the respect that they deserve because they're also giving you a chance to play at the next level. So going into this thing, if they do offer me, it's, I see it as, Hey, we really see potential in you. I'm not going to decommit. I don't have any intent of decommitting. I'm a hundred percent committed, 110% committed to this program. <laughs> so it's, it's just another school to add on to my list of offers, I would say. Okay. Well, what's your sense of USC football? I mean, not having, you know, experienced it firsthand. Um, what, what do you know about sort of the history and what does it mean, I guess, to you uh, when, when you think about USC football, some of the things that come to mind for you? Um, I just think of the grit, especially with, uh, double a being there he seems like a great strength coach and i feel like that stuff definitely will translate onto the field and having that type of man behind the scenes will definitely be great and also coach helton with his whole coaching staff and from my point of view uh coach javanel and coach uh will will definitely improve everybody on the offensive side and offensive line but not only that, it's just just for you to be a better man in the future also and also to be a better football player to get you to that point where you need to be if you plan or desire to go into the NFL. And I believe that their work ethic and what they have going on over there is something special. So that's really something I want to be a part of. Did you get a sense from the coaches what they want the offensive line to be? Uh, I mean, I know, you know, obviously everybody wants to have a good offensive line, but, but are there things that Coach Drevno or, or Coach Helton or kind of anyone on the staff where they're prioritizing, we want our offensive linemen to be able to do this, or we want this kind of offensive line, or we want to be able – to have our offensive line do this uh, in this system? Was, was there anything like that that either in the recruiting pitch or that you picked up during that elite camp or, or just being around the coaches? Yes. Uh, one of the things that they, they said, it's nice going forward that they want their offensive line to just be 
um, athletic and be able to move the defense off the ball so the running back has a way to go or be able to hold guys long enough for the quarterback to throw the ball. Okay. And then there was sort of a run of lineman commits recently, the three offensive linemen and a couple defensive linemen. Was that something that you guys had talked about during that camp or, or did you know uh, that, that this was coming? Um, have you spoken to any of those guys? Is there kind of camaraderie relationships building there already? How, how has that sort of gone for you guys? No, I I haven't talked to any of the other commits um, or gained any knowledge from that uh, camp, but I I believe soon here that we'll all just start getting a little chat going on here and there, but recently, no, I have not. Okay. Uh, and then last thing, how, how does it feel? I mean, the ma- making the commitment at this point, like it's still – you know, kind of fairly early in the process, but but having that done and being committed to USC, what what's your thoughts on that? I just want to sign the paper already. <laughs> I I want to like I I understand that I just finished my junior year, and it's funny because um, our seniors noticed that our junior class has a really bad senioritis, and I definitely won't let that hit get to me yet even though I really want to start working out with the team and get over there and just finally get settled in but like I said I just want to sign the papers it's it's I'm I'm so excited to get there already I told Coach Allen multiple times that if he gave me that paper right in front of my face I would sign that thing in a heartbeat that sounds good Jerry I uh, again congratulations on the commitment thank you so much uh, for taking the time to to talk with us today. No, thank you for having me. It's, thank you. All right, take care of those. Joey Wright. Okay, we are now bringing in We Are SC columnist Greg Katz. Greg, good to talk to you again. Great to be with you. Hello to all of our listeners once again. Nice of you to join us. So the the big news with USC recently has been on the recruiting trail. We saw a, a ton of summer camps um, going on. USC coaches were able to get recruits from the 2020, 2021, 22, 23, uh, probably at some point some 28s and 29s in there in some of the youth camps um, on campus at USC. And they walk away from those camps with commitments from five prospects and from five linemen, it should be noted. Uh, three offensive linemen, two defensive linemen, one, one in there that could potentially um, flip to either side of the ball, uh, d- depending on how that goes. But this was a, a USC program that finished spring ball with three commitments. Um, in the 2020 class. And there were, I think, plenty of sort of deserved questions about what what is going to happen. Where is this going to go? Josh Jackson, the wide receiver from Narbonne, he commits in late March uh, during right after a a spring ball practice. And then you're going until the end of May where you get a commitment from tight end Jack Yeri. Again, I kind of just like saying the name Yeri 
being in a in the USC class. Uh, and, and then in June, you have this kind of mid mid to late June where you just have this rush, and, and none of these guys are Justin Flo, the the five star linebacker that USC absolutely still needs to reel in in this class. Uh, but but I like the attention being paid to specifically the offensive line, the defensive line as well. Uh, after a couple classes where you 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 playing struck out on a lot of big time targets. Now there are guys coming in in this last class. I mean Drake Jackson, uh, what people expect from him on the defensive line. A guy like Jason Rodriguez on the offensive line. There are guys that you certainly hit on, but you know one maybe two guys in a class is not going to do it. You need a 2017 class on the offensive line where you maybe have five starters from that 2017 group that that's what you have to do. You, you need those kind of classes. And so for me walking away with commitments at this position and from some guys where I think there's some upside involved in a lot of these guys, I think there's a reason to feel better about USC recruiting. It's not, it's not out there just dominating things at this point. There, there's no way that you can sugarcoat this enough to say OSC recruiting is back and they're, they're, you know, they're going to clean up in 2020. I don't think you can say that yet, but I think this was a, a step forward. Well, I, I think that, you know, they're looking for momentum. They're looking for reasons to get excited. Uh, I had a friend of mine who is pretty well known, but I won't give his name. Uh, they called me and said, what is with all these uh, three-star offensive linemen? And what, what's my particular feeling on it? And I said, well, the first thing I look at is uh, who are they? It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. Uh, none of these guys are four-star or five-star. Uh, to my knowledge, I don't know if any of them are going to, you know, we're part of the Nike Los Angeles, uh, you know, final regional group. And how many of them are going to the national opening? That's the first thing I want to know. Are they, are they that good? Now, that being said, uh, you know, just because they're a three-star doesn't mean they can't be good or they won't be, you know, it doesn't say they're not going to be developed. But it basically tells you that they're developmental. And, of course, the big knock in the last, you know, two or three years of the Pelton regime is that players don't get developed. That being said, you know, they've got a line coaches there now, you know, in, in, in Tim Drebno that, you know, he's, he's, he's got a little bit of a track record, so we'll see what he can do. But, you know, I watch film on all these guys, and I'd like to think that I have an idea when I watch film of what you at least see on film. But the fact of the matter is, is the coaches did see these guys in action. They, I don't know who they were blocking in some of these camps. You know, I mean, uh, you know, anybody can sit there and say, hey, we just got a guy from here or from there. Well, it's like saying, hey, I have a date for the prom. You could get a date from anybody at the prom. But is, is she a five-star? Is she a four-star? Uh, just because you got a date from the prom doesn't mean that, you know, that, you're, that you, know, you stand up and shout. Um, so my, my feeling is it's a good beginning. We don't know what's going to happen. It's entirely possible that if, if, if Helton doesn't survive and a new coach comes in, he may not want to be saddled with some of these guys. Uh, you know, that's the nature of the game. But it's, it's momentum. They need momentum. 
And if they win, that'll, that'll do as much as anything else uh, to uh, attract maybe the four and five-star uh, players. I thought one of the great comments was from a – I just uh, saw this uh, tackle from uh, uh, Sarah, who committed to Michigan, I believe it was. And he was supposedly an SC fan growing up. And um, he said he couldn't commit to SC because there's too much uncertainty. And I think that you probably could ask most uh, recruits that they're stepping back. I think the guys that always wanted to go to SC will go to SC no matter who's coaching them for the most part because they probably figure, well, if Helton doesn't last, who are they going to bring in? So there's a little bit of excitement, momentum. And if Helton wins 10 or 11 games, he comes back. That'll be sufficient enough evidence for them to want to come. I think the players who never wanted to go to SC are not going to come to SC. You know, but then you have all these other players from maybe out of state who are like icing on the cake who could go either way. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it all depends on what happens during the season. And you know that. I know that. All SC fans probably know that. So a good beginning. Yeah, I think this is one of the very few years uh, that I can think of with USC specifically where the the win-loss record, especially early in the year, is going to almost guaranteed affect the recruiting class because of that early signing period. It's just such an unknown as to whether you would be able to develop any – because it used to be you have a bad season, there's still a ton of time at the end of the year to kind of circle the wagons and get things going on the recruiting trail because you had, you know, multiple months before that February signing period, you could almost get guys to just forget about the season that you had when a huge majority of recruits, I mean, a huge majority of recruits are now signing in that mid December signing period. That's a real tight window between the end of the season and when all when again most of the best kids in this class are officially coming off the board not making commitments but signing with schools and so i think that makes this season and again especially the early part extremely interesting because you do have a lot of recruits that if things go well usc is going to end up with a very good class because they are on that on the fence on that border and they they are i think wanting sc to be good so that they can go ahead and, and jump in there but they're not doing it yet the the thing i wanted to mention about these camps and the elite camp especially i love the way usc has set this up where and again we'll talk about tim drevno because the the three offensive line commits that come from here he can sit and take them through a day of practice. So it's not just, okay, let's go stand on the field and I'm going to watch you go up against this guy with no pads on and I'm going to make a decision based on that. When you can take a kid and have him go through a a film study session and when you can start to sort of install things and see how quickly he picks up on it, it gives you such a great look into how are they going to fit with me? How coachable are, are they? How can I turn this guy into what I need him to be? And so when, when I see offers and commitments being accepted uh, coming out of those camps, 
those that really carries a lot of weight for me because it's a coach who can spend that much time with a kid and maybe he sees like, Hey, we really click. I, I can get to this guy. He understands what I'm saying. This is a guy who can grow very quickly uh, if we bring him in. So, so that is something that I think is a huge plus to those elite camps. I mean, you, you also have the fact that it's not a, you know, 2000 kid cattle call where, you might see one guy take one rep on the whole thing. I mean, these, these are pared down to where coaches can just see, you know, potentially their top eight target, eight, you know, in-state local targets uh, at, at one position, and they can really take a look at, at what they want. So for me, uh, covering this, I, I think that's good. And I, I'd imagine you, you know, as a coach, that's something where you can get a lot out of really evaluating a guy based on a lot of stuff off the field too well you know you want to know as much about these players as you possibly can even uh you know as a varsity level in high school the way things are situated if you have a junior high feeder system you want to know what kind of a kid is coming up that you've already uh, identified whether you want him to be on the freshman team or move him up to the jv team and what have you plus you get to see i think one of the things that we want to keep uh, in mind Drevno was used to coaching a pro-style offense, okay? And he's, by his own admission, is, you know, involved in an absolutely completely different offense than he's ever been involved in. So he's going to take direction from uh, Graham Harrell about the type of offensive lineman they want to fit the system, okay? So if you look at some of the offensive linemen at Washington State, they're generally tall, rangy, big guys, you know, who are going to pass block. You know, so when I watch like, uh, you know, Joey Wright, uh, the commit, you know, former basketball player from Reno, Nevada, I'm watching his feet. I'm watching, uh, does he block high? Does he block medium? You know, what's his kick step like? Uh, you know, he's a project. But, you know, SC had a lot of success during the McKay and Robinson years of turning tight ends into offensive tackles. You know, Keith Van Horn was uh, an example of that, uh, who ended up going to the NFL and having a, a wonderful career. You know, when I watch uh, Andrew Millick from uh, Phoenix uh, Brophy Prep, very disciplined, very aggressive. Uh, you know, I, I don't have to sit there and say, well, he's a three-star. I mean, he's, he's a ball player. And when you talk about seeing these guys in person and coaching them, you can tell who the ball players are. You can see... You know, does a guy does a guy kind of not put out against a lesser defensive tackle than maybe if he was if he knew he was going up against a you know a, a heralded defensive tackle that he's going to get on top of his game for one or two reps? You know, I I, I saw Millick. I, I thought Millick brought it every single play, and uh, you know you try to visualize. Of course, uh, is he going to do that when he gets it to SC? You know, one of the things I remember from the old camps, Eric was I remember seeing uh, Alex uh, Leatherwood uh, come in from uh, the Southeast, who eventually played in, plays at Alabama and is, you know, first-round draft pick. Uh, and when you look at those guys, then you understand why Alabama is Alabama and why SC has been challenged on the offensive line. You're talking about completely different type of athletes on a different level. And if you're going to get to the level that SC fans want, 
Those are the players that you have to have because you're going to play against those type of players. And uh, I was always amazed and, and reminded that when I would go to the camps, when I'd see the true five-star guy, they just stood out. They're, they were in a different level. They were, as Pete Carroll would ask, is he a number one draft pick in the future? But uh, right now, SC's not in this position to go get a five-star. Maybe they will be. Hopefully they will be. But, I, you know, some of the players that they that have commitments, you know what? The coaches know what they're doing in terms of learning about them. So, uh, you know, there's not much more you can do than that. Yeah, and, and trying to, like you said, build that momentum uh, at, at this point, coming off that five and seven season and dur- during the summer where you just you can't play games yet. So you can't show anybody, um, you know, where you are. And that leads into the next point where, again, you can't play games. So to try to drum up interest, we have seen a big-time push from, you know, the, the I guess, the, the media arm uh, of USC with a lot of winter conditioning videos and now a lot of the summer conditioning videos. And they are getting kind of pumped out constantly. And... Uh, to me, I think it's a necessity that, that USC has not done a lot of in the past. And right now, this offseason, I think you need to give people, you know, a reminder, hey, we still play football at USC. And, and there is sort of this new leaf being turned over. And, you know, there's a reason to be excited about it. I don't know how much it's working for the general fan. I, I think there's still so much you know, show me, prove it to me, that sort of thing. And again, like we talked about with recruiting, it's, you know, two games in, we'll see how things are going. Uh, and, and so that's something where you're going to have to do this on the field. But for right now, it's kind of a fun, you know, popcorn candy sort of thing. It's it's not filling, but, you know, it's it's entertaining to watch. And I think seeing and hearing about the guys buying in to the strength and conditioning program is something that certainly you, you know, you want to hear uh, after what, after last year. Well, I can tell you that in talking to somebody who is inside the situation that, um, you know, Aaron Osmus, uh, they respect that he, he was with Carol. He was there during the so-called glory years, early glory years that he knows what he needs to be doing. The, this, uh, should we say, informed source told me, the question that you have is these are the same players and are they going to be able to turn on a switch that makes them mean, you know, mean and, you know, hostile and agile, the whole, the whole thing when they haven't been in the past. In other words, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. You know, they can build these players up, but are these players going to become the, quote, animals? that have in the past brought SC, you know, championships to the highest level. And that's the great unknown, you know, that are these players mentally going to be able to, to bring it when they haven't proven to do it in the consistently, consistently in the past. And that's uh, something we won't know until they end up playing Stanford or Fresno in, in that difficult first six, six games of the season. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I totally agree. It's one of those things where 
you know, we, we see it so much with, with recruiting and kind of sports in general. Now, a lot of stuff is just made for the soundbite or made for the, the 15 second video clip. And so the, there's a sense of like, Hey, this is it. Look at that. They, you know, they've turned the corner, they've all bought in, they're doing this. And then you still have to, let's get to the season and, and let's see how things work. But I, I do think there is a sense you, you hear so much respect from, from recruits, from the, the way the players talk about uh, Aaron Osmus being there and the, the strength program that he's brought there. I, I do think there is that full buy-in from the team where they are really throwing everything at it. And whether that's just kind of getting kicked in the pants after going five and seven, or whether that's just one of those sort of right place, right time things of this program really fits with, you know, the, the mindset of the players on this roster right now, sometimes you just need that kind of pure luck to, to come together. Um, and so whatever it is, I'm, kind of buoyed by the fact that you're seeing a lot more buy-in. And that's something that we heard from Clay Helton all the way back at, I think it was his, his February signing day press conference talking about how much buy-in there was, um, there was from players and how much leadership was being shown. And I think we saw that a little bit during spring. So it's one of those things you get sort of, you, you get a lot of talking points um, and, during the off season, not a ton of chances to really see if that's actually playing out on the field or if that's just something that, that you're hearing about. But the glimpses that we've gotten, it does feel like everything's kind of going the right way. Um, how far they need to cover, uh, I, I think maybe surprised everybody after watching last year. Um, so, so how far they've actually gone what point they need to be at. I don't know about that, but just from these, just the workout videos talking about those, I, I think that it's something 